You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, November the 30th, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual once again this Friday is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, happy to be here. Kind of a interesting week in many respects, uh, both for the financial markets and uh, and gold. Um, unfortunately, we haven't really made a lot of progress here, but uh, we haven't given a lot back either. So it's uh, looking better. It is looking better. You're right. And as we head into the new year, uh, things often tend to turn upward. We've gone upward in price four years in a row now uh, in December and into January. So it's a good time to add physical. That's what we do. It's brought money. And the Sprott Money folks have a very exciting offer for everybody this week. This is Eric's favorite, man. It's the two-ounce Queen's Beast series, this one featuring the Black Bull of Clarence silver coin. It's not on Clarence. It's the Black Bull of Clarence, and it's available at a special price. It's the fifth release in the Queen's Beast series. To add this coin to the exciting 10-coin series collection by the Royal Mint, visit SprottMoney.com. Or call 888-861-0775. We do have clearance, clearance for a takeoff. And at the end of the year, we've washed out, Eric, a lot of open interest as we've gone into the contract expirations this week with option expiration, the contracts going off the board. Uh, how do you feel as we turn the corner into December? Well, I kind of laugh as we talk about the COMEX. And, I mean, it's the same old drill, right, where you have this big open interest going into the typically uh, the December contract. And all of a sudden, right near the last few days, it gets flushed out. And, of course, the, the whole insanity of us thinking that, you know, there could be, let's say, 40 tons stand for delivery. And there's four tons available in the COMEX, and that's what's been available for about the last half a year. Four tons. And I don't even know how many tons we trade every day, but we probably trade, you know, hundreds of tons of gold every day. And we're sitting there with four tons of physical dealer inventory at the COMEX. And then we have to uh, listen to how all these tons uh, were shipped off overseas for uh, exchange for physical. I think you did some work where it came up to like 8,000 tons were transferred from the COMEX to the to the uh, to London settlement, I mean the numbers are so non-believable. I I just don't even know why we think there's any logic to what goes on at the Comex because uh, it never seems to to make any difference one way or the other. Uh, as you point out, we have the Comex um, options expiring and, and deliveries expiring, and, and the first notice day today will be today. And um, typically. The guys who run the COMEX, which is the commercials, always end up that the price is at what we call max pain. Max pain is where the individual investor loses the most money. And, of course, the converse is that the commercial banks make the most money. And that's probably about where we are right here in around uh, 1220 on gold and 1430 on silver. I'm sure there's not many people making any money on any puts and calls they've written. Because, of course, you pay a big premium, and meanwhile, we've ended up with very little movement, which is perfect for a guy writing options. That's what you want. No movement. In fact, I always think about people who buy and sell options. If you buy an option and there's no movement, you typically lose 100% of your money, which is kind of a funny thing to invest in. I've only done it a few times. I've lost a few times, and uh, those losses have told me, you know what, Eric? You should never do that ever again. (laughs) 
And in fact, when I took the Maryland training program about a, a millennium ago, um, they said that something like 90% of individuals in the option market lost money. That was back then. Yeah. That's before spoofing and AI and all the other little things that go on now. And what, what would the number be today? You know, probably 99.9% of the people in option markets lose money. So anyway, uh, I'm, yes, caught uh, the delivery. Things should happen. Uh, typically, uh, stocks run up here mid-December on. Uh, I would guess that the gold and silver would run up post uh, the first notice day today. So I, I think we're in pretty good shape. And, of course, we have some economic things to talk about. Maybe I should just launch into it here. Go for it. I mean, we, ha- we had Chairman Powell talk about uh, what we're just a little below neutral. I think that was the word, a little below neutral, uh, which, of course, suggested to everyone that we didn't need a lot of rate increases, whereupon the stock market reacted appropriately. And, of course, the gold market reacted appropriately for the first 30 minutes. And then, of course, well, we can't have that going up. You know, we got our December contract to settle here. Let's get that thing back down and under control. Even though, you know, the market was taught to believe that a lessening of future rate increases would be good for gold, we haven't accomplished much since the Fed announcement, even though the market has accomplished wonderful things since the Fed announcement. But that's just the nature of... You know how the gold market is so um, acts so differently than other markets because it's controlled by people. So, but anyway, the the fact is that you know post the December expiry here and with uh, Powell suggesting we are uh, just slightly below neutral, I think the playing field has been uh, cleared for us here, and we should uh, we should see some pretty good action. Yeah, historically now, again, it has been four years in a row that price has bottomed right around that December FOMC meeting, middle of December, and then rallied into uh, the new year. So we're going to shoot for five in a row, and it sure looks like the decks have been cleared for that with all of this open interest getting washed out. Eric, you mentioned uh, the banks, which obviously control just about everything these days, every market. Uh, whether it's the stock market, the commodities markets, the bond market, the forex markets, it's the banks that have their dirty little fingers in all of it. On my site, we call them the evil ones or the forces of darkness. Uh, I'm, there's a couple of interesting things happening, though, whether it's the German authorities raiding Deutsche Bank began yesterday. It continues today. Uh, whether it's the ongoing Department of Justice uh, investigations into J.P. Morgan here in the States, I know that stuff's got your attention, too. Well, it has, and um, I mean, I do credit uh, Ted Butler as uh, keeping this topic in front of people, uh, and I think it is very material. I mean, this is the Department of Justice. This is a trader who's pleaded guilty. This is a trader who said he learned his techniques from his superiors, who did these trades that his superiors approved. This is an investigation that he had co-conspirators and so we're going to hear something about the co-conspirators, uh, which I might suggest might be other investment banks and the whole, you know, acting together for Max Payne um, that might go on every day here. Uh, and as Ted pointed out, he believes that J.P. Morgan has been covering their short position, by the way, because of their involvement in this and, and the uh, guilty plea from their former employee. Uh, so I think it, it, this, you know, it, this, we're going to have a, uh, I think a sentencing, I'm not sure whether it's December 6th or 19th, something like that. And it'll be interesting to see 
what the judge at the time has to say and that perhaps if there's more information provided about the co-conspirators. But uh, there's no question that, that markets are manipulated here. I, see, I mean, I see it every day. and I just can't believe that the authorities think this is a good thing. I mean, it's not good when the average investor loses money and the 1% of investors, the major investors, make money. When I think of some of these um, algo traders uh, that uh, never lose money, right. uh, J.P. Morgan theoretically never loses money trading silver. I mean, how do you do that? Well, you know how you do it. You, you're rigging the system somehow. So, yeah, I think uh, the, the Department of Justice uh, doing their thing, uh, Deutsche Bank with their uh, investigation, I mean, that stock's hitting new lows almost every day now. It's almost at a point where the market cap is really too small to re-energize. I mean, how do you? Where, what price do you raise the money, and how much do the existing shareholders get diluted with the stock trading at eight euros? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's pretty significant here. So, we have those things to worry about. I mean, the world has uh, been built up on debt here, and we all know that zero interest rates and debt are not going to work in the long run. It's only a question: well, when when does it break? And um, we started seeing signs of that in October and November. Uh, then we came out with the Powell announcement, and yes, we've got people going the other way. Uh, but that could end very, very quickly here as as the reality of the slowdown uh, becomes apparent to people. And I think there's going to be many, many more signs of that going forward. Eric, finally today, you've helped us out a lot for people who have been listening to you for the last year and a half. Uh, when you occasionally get a chance to talk about Kirkland Lake, where you are chairman of the board, and uh, I think when you first started mentioning the company uh, back in the summer of 2017, I think, during these weekly calls. And it has been by far, hands down, the best performing mining sec- mining stock in, in Toronto or really anywhere. Seems like some more good news came out here uh, either, I guess, late yesterday or today. I don't know, just thought I would check to see if you wanted to comment on that. Sure. Well, I do want to talk about it. Uh, and I'm talking as the chairman of Kirkland Lake Gold. I'm not uh, recommending the stock, but I will talk about it. Uh, but before I get to Kirkland, there's just one other little company called Sokoman Iron that I've been involved with. They had some pretty good uh, drill results, actually, after our call last week. That's why I didn't get to mention it. And I, I did meet with the president, Tim Froud, yesterday. And that, that kind of looks interesting, um, the, the holes that they drilled in the visible gold so far. So that's one for people to keep their eyes on. But let's talk about Kirkland Lake. Because Kirkland Lake announced that the production from Fosterville uh, in this uh, year, or this, sorry, yeah, for the year, uh, the production has been increased to 330,000 ounces from uh, 300 to 310. So obviously all of that is occurring in this quarter. So we had been estimating 70 to 80,000 ounces. Uh, so now we're estimating uh, a minimum of 100. And, and it's important to, to understand that the announcement was that we will uh, um, exceed 330,000 ounces, okay, uh, undefined. Now, the more important thing, and I want to read from the press release so that people understand what's going on. We continue to see significant grade outperformance from Stopes in both the Swan and Eagle zones. We've also benefited from higher than expected grades when processing development tons taken from around the Swan zone, and I've been able to add two Swan stopes to the Q418 production plan based on development meter. The higher than expected grades from both development and run-of-mine production 
along with exceptionally high grades reported from recent drilling results, provide confirmation that the presence of high-grade quartz veins with visible gold is more prolific than estimated in the current block model. That is a very, very crucial statement, and yeah. we don't know the answer to this yet. Uh, but I've been quoted before that sometimes when you cut things, when you cut the grade for conservative purposes, particularly when you have a high-grade system, sometimes the cut uh, is over-aggressive. And people may recall that we think the grade is 62 grams in the swan zone, but that's a cut grade. And what's the real grade going to be? And as uh, Tony McCooch has pointed out, we got higher grades in the stopes. We get higher grades when we're developing towards the stope. So it's a pretty special ore body. If we do 338,000 ounces for the year, that implies 100 in the quarter. Uh, four-quarter average. Yeah. We might take it to some number next year. And we just started, just started in the swan zone. So people should think very long and hard about how things might be going at Fosterville. Yeah. But it's been wonderful so far. The stock's obviously perked up a little here in the last few days pre this announcement. I hope that, you know, I hope we can get back to our old highs because uh, we're certainly doing well. The chart looks great. From a technical standpoint, it's come down and held its 200-day moving average on a couple of times. Uh, and now it, yeah, it looks like it's turning up and it has been a great story. And you can only imagine if we have a better year next year with gold prices, which certainly looks uh, almost assured <laughs> compared to this year, uh, yeah, but we get a better year <laughs> next year. Uh, gosh, not only you know can this stock outperform in a down year, gosh, could, well, you only imagine what it could do next year when interest returns to the sector. So I want to thank you for keeping us all updated on, on uh, this great idea because it certainly has been a lifesaver this year. It's, it's worked out, and whenever you compare it to other major gold plays, I mean, it's been hands down, you know, the star of the last couple of years, and uh, I hope that that trend doesn't uh, doesn't stop. All right, my friend, one last thing. Besides your favorite, again, that black bowl of Clarence silver coin that's on special today, uh, you got to go down and get some of those. Uh, add to your stack with those things, Eric. Uh, we also have the 2017 special edition one-ounce Voyager silver coin, and it's on sale. This one is on sale. Uh, call us, 888 888- Eight six one zero seven seven five, or go to SprottMoney.com for more info. Now, this one's only available for Canadian listers, and limited quantities are available. So, uh, don't mess around. Give us a call today, and uh, and add to your stack uh, before prices head back up in 2019. Eric, thank you uh, again for your time today. I look forward to talking to you again next week. But in the meantime, I hope you have a good weekend. And you too, Craig. It's been fun. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening. You have a great weekend, too, and we'll talk to you next week.